Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Good morning. Everybody awake? Everybody full? Everybody five pounds heavier than you were last Sunday? Only if you did it right. If you're a real Christian, you gained five pounds over, the, over Thanksgiving because you were thankful. That's what happens when you're thankful. You, you eat like it. Hey, we're really glad that you're here today. Um, <clears throat> my name is Keith. I'm the campus pastor here. For those of you who don't know me, and um, so glad that you're with us today. Uh, it doesn't happen every Sunday that Braden and Leanne are with us, but our senior leaders, can y'all give them a big hand clap? They love that. They love that I do that. Um, but they're at both of our campuses overseeing Lubbock and Midland and um, can be here when they can. So really glad they're here with us today. Um, are you glad that you're in church? Or are you still kind of like, I'm not real sure yet. Where are we at? Where are we at right now? We need some encouragement today. Tony, you good? You're good. If Tony's good, everybody's good. All right. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get to share the message with you today. Uh, truth be told, I was texting some of our lead team and and um, I really did not want to study for a message this Sunday because you wouldn't either after Thanksgiving. You're in the Thanksgiving, you know, flow, hanging out. And I had to end my Thanksgiving early, you know what I mean, to go write a message. But once I got in there, I was like, oh, yeah, I do like this. Jesus, I love you. This is good. We can do this. Um, but no, I, 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 he even began to reveal and just download to me on, on uh, like a little bit Thursday night and Friday night, what I believe he wants us to talk about today. So uh, I really believe it's spirit-led, and it's on the heart of God for our church right now, and it's a timely word. So if you have your Bible, open up to 1 Timothy chapter 6. <clears throat> We're going to be reading out of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 12. Here we have uh, the Apostle Paul writing to one of his sons in the faith, known as Tim- Timothy. And if you read through the first book of Timothy, you, you see Paul actually really just coaching him up. If I could summarize it in that way, uh, he, he just begins to re- reveal and, and, and talk to and write to Timothy about all kinds of things. Orderly worship, um, the elders in the church, uh, the, the list goes on and on and on, uh, even about taking care of your relatives. I mean, he's just talking about all kinds of stuff. And we find ourselves in chapter six where he kind of ends his first letter to Timothy. So he's kind of ending his writing to him. And this is what he says in verse six. He says, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. I'm going to read that again. True godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, I love how Paul just makes it super plain. He says, after all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Here we see Paul talking about contentment. We see him about to be getting, he's, he's about to get into sharing with Timothy um, really this idea of pursuing the world and pursuing God. And we see in verse 9, he says, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. That's a great refrigerator verse. If you're looking for one, you need to write on there. It's just, it's that one right there. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Verse 11, I love this statement. But you, Timothy, are a man of God. 
He says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness. Come on, say pursue righteousness. He said, you, Timothy, you're a man of God, so run from all these things. What, what evil things? The, the, the love of money. Pursuing wealth, riches, the world is what he's talking about. He said, run from all these things. Instead, pursue or run after righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. Today I want to talk to you around the idea of pursuit. I want to talk to you about pursuit. What are we as the people of God, what are we as his church, what are we pursuing? What are we running after? What are we actually seeking? Um, let me say it this way, what are our goals, our ambitions, or our plans? as the called of God. Like what are, what are we actually, what are we actually pursuing? As the Lord began to, to speak to me about around this, that's actually how I, I got this message. I just saw the word pursuit. And when I saw the word pursuit, I felt like he broke this word down into two words. This word pursuit became two words. It was pursue it. Pursue it. And immediately following him breaking down those two words, I felt like he asked the question, what is your it? Like, like I want to ask you the question, what is your it? What, is, what actually is the it that we are pursuing? When you boil it all down to, to, to just the one thing, the one thing you're actually running after, the one thing that you're actually seeking, what is, what is the it now, I know we're in church today, and I know we're, we've got, gotten done with, you know, three or four songs of worship, and you're sitting there, and your first response is, oh, for sure, pastor, my it is God. It's God for sure. My it, if I'm pursuing anything, it's God. And I just want to, I want you to consider today that maybe it's not. I'm not saying it isn't. But maybe it's actually not. You know what I find about life? You know what I find about walking through life? You know what I find about our journey with God? It's very, e it's very easy for something else to become our it. It's very easy for something to take the place of God. It's very easy for something to slip into first place and to take the, take, take the top of the priority list. The things that we face, the things that we want, the, thing, the things that we desire, the problems that we're facing, we get so caught up in the things that we're going through that we want to fix it and we want a solution and we want to an answer. And if we're not careful, the answer and the solution become our it. The thing that we want to fix becomes our it. The place we want to get out of becomes our it. When, when, when God is the only one who is supposed to fulfill and take up space in that one place. <clears throat> what, is, <laughs> what is the it? I want, you, I want you to consider today that if God is asking the question, what is the it? Then maybe all of our its have gotten out of place. 
I believe this is, I believe this is the word, a word for our church right now. And if he's, if he's asking the question, maybe, just maybe, there's a reason he's asking the question. I'm not talking about some big, shameful, condemning message today. I'm talking about a little course adjustment here. I'm talking about a, a, what I believe the Lord actually wants to do is I, I believe he wants to reestablish himself in first place. I believe what he wants to do in your life today is, to is for you to take a moment and for you to look into your world and to look into your heart and to look into the things that you pursue and say, is he first? And if not, just put him right back where he belongs. Amen. <clears throat> Let's just pray and then we'll get into it today. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for whatever you want to reestablish, <laughs> re-engage in our lives. It is our desire that you be the it. You be the number one. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you here. We ask you to teach us today. Teach us through your word. We just give you full reign. I'm just even reminded where Steva was taking us in worship that we just become very aware right now. Your kingdom is more real, is, is more real than the, than the chair we're sitting in today. That heaven is close today. That your reality in our life is closer than we think. Reveal that to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I remember as a, as a kid, about 15 or 16, year old, 16 years old, I was following the Lord, was on fire for God, had, had kind of an amazing experience, was saved when I was in the seventh grade, and this was about four years later when I really started to grab a hold of what it meant to follow God. And, and um, I, I'll never forget, I was, I was in my church in Lampasses, uh, that the church that I grew up in, the church that I started following God in, um, it was after a, a Sunday night youth program. I'm on the stage, and I remember just having this conversation with God and, and telling him that I would, I would do anything that he wanted me to do. Lord, whatever you want for my life, I want to do it. I want to follow you no matter what. And what I meant when I said that, the, the, the context that was kind of in my mind is, um, I, I meant that it didn't, it didn't matter how much money I would make, didn't matter how successful I could be or not, I wanted to follow him. If it meant becoming a nobody and going to Africa and serving as a missionary there, because you know that's the ultimate thing when you're 16 years old, it's like, the craziest thing I can do is go to Africa. Lord, I'll go to Africa. It was, that, that, is, that was what was in my head, but deep down on the inside, it meant, you know, I, I really don't care about money. I want to do the thing that you've called me to do. And, I, and what I really believed was, if I did what you wanted me to do, God, I'm going to be the happiest I'd ever be. Now, before I go any further, let me just say this. I still believe that. <laughs> I believe a life after God and following him and in, right smack dab in the middle of his plans is the best place you could ever be. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time, but it is the best place that you'll ever be. But I was, I was in my head, I was like, Lord, I, I, I wanted to be happy. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I don't know where this concept or where this thought kind of got in. I don't know if my dad had a conversation with me or if I just began to look at people's lives as I got older. But, but my, my biggest desire was, was to not do something that I hated. Now, for those of you who know me, um, you, you know like this is a big value of mine. Like sometimes I would rather have fun than do what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have fun than be a grown-up in the moment, right? 
Um, some, some would consider that being immature. I just believe it's living in the kingdom because it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy is kind of fun in the Holy Ghost, but judge me if you want, all right? But I, I, I kind of, that's kind of my, my personality and my bent is I have a high value for, for fun and um, love and life. And somehow this, this concept got in where I just wanted to be happy. And it wasn't until four or five years ago I realized as I was spending time with the Lord one day, just in my quiet time with him, he actually showed me this moment right, where I told the Lord I'd do everything and just kind of brought me back into some things. And what he actually began to show me is that my it was actually happiness. That it actually wasn't him. It wasn't that I was out of relationship with him. It wasn't that I wasn't pursuing him. It was that there was something that I was pursuing more. And it was just, just this slight little baby tweak in my life. But, but I, I had to be real. When he revealed it to me, I was like, oh, man, I've made a lot of decisions in my life, not based on God, but based on happiness. And I actually interchanged the two. God was happiness. Happiness was God. Except for the fact that that's not what Scripture teaches. And if, and if happiness is my God, then, then I, miss, I miss a big portion of what Scripture talks about. And my theology has changed a lot over the years when it comes to suffering, in trials, in tribulations. I don't, I don't like that stuff. I don't want to read about that stuff. I don't, want to, I don't want to look at Paul's life and how he was shipwrecked and he ain't landed on this island, didn't have enough food to eat over here. I mean, all the stuff. But you can't deny that it's in there. Amen. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Guess what? Happiness does not have you pursuing hard times. Hap a, a theology of happiness has you thinking that anything hard must not be from him. And it's just not true. And so when, he, when, it, when my it became him, my relationship, my walk began to change. I began to lean into the harder times. I began to lean into what Scripture talks about, the pruning. Because happiness was no longer my goal. He was my goal. You see, I'm not saying today that, <clears throat> I'm not saying today that you're not in relationship with him, that you don't love him, that you don't love his kingdom or whatever else. What I'm talking about is pursuit. Is, is he the one that you're pursuing? Is his kingdom the thing that you're pursuing? What is in first place? Because hear me today, we, we don't have this ability as human beings to be like 50% on this thing and 50% on this thing. In fact, scripture even proved that. He said you can't serve God in money. You're, you are, you're pursuing the thing that's at the top. Ultimately, overarching, you're pursuing the thing that's at the top. And I want you to, I want you to dive in today. Not out of condemnation, but out of love for God and love for wanting to pursue him and look like him. What? Ask the question, what are you pursuing? You see, this is, this is uh, pursuing, I already said this, pursuing something other than God is way easier than you think. It happens way easier than you think. This is why Paul started to talk to his son in the faith, Timothy, about it. Now, as we go back, he really hits on the whole money thing. Pursuing riches, pursuing wealth. 
begins to talk to Timothy about, about that very thing, but I believe it, it's, it's, it is riches, but I believe it's way more. I believe what he really is talking to Timothy about is, is he's actually talking to him about anything that would, anything in the world that is enticing, any idol that could be in his life. You know, he starts off in a, actually pull that scripture back up. There's a reason he starts in verse six with this one statement. True godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You want to know one of the things that gets you, pers- that gets you pursuing a different it? Discontentment. Discontent. We, we get discontent with our life. We get discontent with our situation. We get discontent with the same old clothes that are in our closet. We get discontent. You want to know why there's Black Friday? Because they've learned people are discontent. <clears throat> And I'm not acting like I haven't splurged in the last three or four days, all right? But we get discontent with the house that we live in. We get discontent with the car that we are driving. We get discontent with the amount of money that we're making in our job. We get discontent with the job. We get discontent with our boss. We get discontent with our spouse. We get discontent for sure with our kids. We get discontent. The list goes on. You know what I'm discontent about? The weather in Lubbock. There's all kinds of things. And, And hear me, that discontent can move you into a place where you start pursuing something to fix it. I, 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 I can't keep driving this car. This raggedy old piece of crap, I can't keep getting in this stupid thing. I'm not, I'm not saying none of y'all have these kind of conversations in your head. I'm just, anyway. Um, I can't get in this thing and drive this anymore. I'm going to get a different job. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, the, and, the, the, and then all of a sudden, your it becomes something else. All of a sudden, you start pursuing a direction in your life. And it was not birth. hear me, it was not birth from the Spirit. It was birth from discontent. Come on, we, this is how easy it is. This is what we all do. I know for a fact I've bought two vehicles before I was supposed to. Because I was just discontent. And I was looking at that four-door Jeep, and I was like, man, I really want that. Lord, can I have it? Lord, can I have that? I think you're saying yes, and here I go to Dallas to pick it up. (laughs) I'm driving it back. What happened? You see, this this may sound elementary. You've been learning since you were were in elementary (laughs) that God's supposed to be first. But I find it interesting that Paul thought it was worthy to send a letter to Timothy about it. His son in the faith that he cared about probably more than any other person. And he said, hey, you're following the Lord. You're doing a great job. You're sharing the gospel. Be careful about riches. Be careful about the world. Be careful about wealth and the pursuit of wealth. And you know what he says about it? He doesn't just, he doesn't just, uh, he's not soft about what will happen. 
In verse 9, he says, People who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Take, take money and replace it with whatever your it is. What is Paul saying? He's saying when you start, when something else becomes top priority, when something else gets, when it, when you're, when it comes to pursuit and you're pursuing something else, you know what it actually does? It starts to lead you into places you don't need to be. It, it, it takes your life into a direction that you, don't, that you don't need it to take and you should not want it to go that way. It leads to destruction. It leads to unhappiness. It leads to unfulfillment. It leads to dissatisfaction. It lead, I, I meet people, honestly, all the time, and they don't know which way to go. And you know what, want to know why they don't know which way to go? Because their it is wrong. They're pursuing something to fill the void. You know what? Maybe for you, let's just be honest, maybe it's money. Maybe it is money. I would bet, since I'm a betting man, I'm really not. Um, <laughs> I'm not a betting man at all. I won't risk anything, all right? I won't even risk a hot dog. All right, um, a hot dog. What in the world? I need more coffee. I had a hot dog. Hot dogs are good, though. Let's be honest. What do you want after Thanksgiving? A hot dog. Exactly. Thank you. Whoever said that, you're blessed. JD, of course it was you. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what I was talking about. Where was I going with that? Oh, maybe it is money. Thank you. Maybe, maybe that actually is what it is. And if you, if you got down to the core of what you're pursuing, it's more money. Because if I, if, if I can make more money, then I can drive the car that I want, then my wife can have the car that she wants, then my marriage will be happier. And then we'll, maybe we can live in the house that we want, Maybe we can, we can send our kids to that club team that we want to or the school that we want to. And hear me today. Those aren't even evil desires. Oh, you want to provide for your family? Oh, you want your wife to drive a nice car? Great job being a husband and a dad. See, they don't even have to be evil desires. See, God has actually, he has no problem with you wanting a promotion, with you desiring more money, with you <clears throat> wanting to have a better life for your family. He has no problem with you wanting your business to succeed. He has no problem with you wanting to, to, to fix the discontentment. What, but what God has a problem with and what scripture very clearly has a problem with is when those things become first place. That is very, very clear in scripture. They are not to become the first. And I would argue, um, if you'll just put him first, you don't have to pursue the other stuff. Because my Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, if we seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, everything will be added unto you. Can I just say that is a I'm a living testimony of this scripture. I, I mean, if there's, if there's one there's on my mind right now, it is this one. I've, I've actually never pursued money. I can sit here not out of pride or anything. I've, I've, never, I've never pursued money. And because I haven't pursued money, I believe that money's pursued me. 
I didn't even want to go play in the NFL. Had a conversation with him when I was 20 years old that I wasn't even going to do it. And he looked me in the face and said, you're dumb, do it. Because <laughs> I was so caught up in ministry and, and I wanted to do ministry. And that was what God called me to do. And I was so just kind of focused on this one thing. And, and I'm glad I had someone in my life to just kind of, my parents, Braden, my wife. She's like, you do realize it's the NFL. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'd rather work at this church with 300 people. You know you can do that at another time. Oh, okay. Maybe I can go do this thing over here. What was it? I, I, I just really, I mean, do you know the pay change from NFL to youth pastor? <laughs> it's quite significant. <clears throat> Let me just say this. I made more in two weeks than I did the whole year as a youth pastor. <clears throat> That's the truth. I, but I have to be honest. Oh, life, life is different right now. I've built a life. My family's living a certain way. Our, our, we have a, a nice house. We have... I'm thinking, oh, what's his name that brags about his house all the time? And I'm just like, dude, you've got to stop that. Um, it's a minister. Anyway, sorry. Random conversation. Um, it's like, it is, I have, I have a life that I've built. And to be honest, if we were all super honest, what if the Lord said to do something different? Is my it still the same? This money thing, it's a real thing. Come on, we'll just everyone raise their hand and admit that it's a thing. Just, just let the Lord know and everybody around you know. It's a thing. And man, I've seen so many people, I've seen many people make life-altering decisions based on that paper. Leaving a community, leaving a church that they love, all the way to another town just to pursue the dime, the dollar. It has a way of just sneaking its way in. Maybe it's not money, but maybe it's, for you, maybe it's success. Maybe you just, you want to be successful. Maybe it's a, a status thing. Maybe, <coughs> again, maybe not bad, but Man, your it is growing your business right now. Man, I'm I started this business. I'm growing my business right now. And it has become the it. Maybe for some of you, it's the next season. Your it is the next season. I can't wait to get to the next season. You're in this transition stage. All you think about is the next season. You're just pursuing the next. You wake up. Every time you wake up, you're just thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's taking the place. Of God. And, and this is real, especially if you're, you've been in a season you don't like. You know what your it is? Get me out of this season now. Please, Lord, will this baby please come out so we can stop being pregnant? <laughs> See, I just threw a little ladies example in there right there. It's like we, we, we want this. We want this next thing. I just need to get this, off. if I can just get this off my chest, get this off my life. What happened? 
little sneaky it just got on in there to place number one. <clears throat> you know what? Maybe, maybe for you it's, it's a little more serious and it's a little deeper. Maybe your it is, I'm never going to become the dad that I grew up with. I'm never going to have the marriage that I saw my parents have. Maybe it's, I'm going to give, I'm going to give my family and my kids the life I never had. And my question to you is, who told you that? Who told you to pursue that? Was it the Spirit? Was it God? Who put that pressure on you? Who's the driving force behind what you're doing and what you're pursuing? What is it? These are all things that we, we make inner vows and we, we, we say we, we want these different things in our life and they become the, the very thing that we wake up and we wait and we, it's the first thing on our mind and we go to grinding and seeking. And I want to say to you what Paul said to Timothy. You're a man of God, but you're a man of God. But you're a woman of God. Your life should be different. Your pursuit, your it should be different. You know what you're to pursue? Righteousness and a godly life. Faith, perseverance, joy, friendship, community, the kingdom. Why? Because you're a man of God. You, you don't get to pursue riches. We don't get to. We don't get to pursue the worldly wealth. And you don't want to because it's just going to lead to destruction. Your it is him. Your it is the kingdom. Your it is righteousness. Your it is intimacy with him. Your it is faith. That is your it. That is mine. It's time we put him back <laughs> in the rightful place. <clears throat> just take a moment right now. Like, just take a minute and ask yourself, what are you pursuing? What, what, am, I, what am I really pursuing right now? I've been in this boat many times. You know what I've been, been, been pursuing? Nothing. Not a thing. I don't really feel like pursuing anything right now, actually. And I just, come on. I, I, know, I know the men in here are relating to what I'm saying right now. Ladies, you're always going after something. But guys, come on, we're lazy sometimes. <clears throat> it's scientific proof we have a nothing box in our head. When you're, just ladies, just a quick little marriage lesson. You ready? When you ask your husband, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing, it's nothing. You're like, that's impossible for you. <laughs> but for us, we have this amazing talent called the nothing box. And we love to jump in the nothing box. We hang out in the nothing box. We, we kick up a lawn chair in the nothing box. We invite other guys into our nothing box. <clears throat> And, and what we have to be careful of is, is staying there. 
But what are you pursuing? When you wake up, this is a great question. When you wake up, what's the first thing on your mind? What's the first thing on your mind? You know what I find? I, I wasn't going to say this, but I think I'm going to. Um, even, even the vision and the mission and the purposes of God can become your it over him. Even the very thing that he told you to do. That's, that's kind of wild, right? Man, he told me to go after this thing. He told me this is what I'm called to do. He, this was the vision. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't want to get too, like, make you think too much. But you can get wrapped up in the vision and lose him. Come on, is this making sense? What is, what is God asking what is God wanting to do? He's wanting to become your it. He's wanting to become top priority again. Man, I see this. I'm going to leave the, the rest of this for, for, for next time. I see this so plainly. If you can get this right, everything really kind of starts to fall into place. Like, if you can get him right. See, some of you are living under pressure and you're living under stress and it's self-induced. You've put it on yourself. Man, I've got to be this. I've got to become this. Well, I, the Lord gave me this business. He, he gave me the idea and I started it. So I better be a good steward. yes. Yes, 100% yes. But you do realize he's the one that helps you steward. You do realize he's the one who gives you the strength to steward. You do realize he's the one who gives you the wisdom to steward it right. You do realize that he doesn't just, hey, here you go, and doesn't help you. Well, how do you know that, pastor? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> I know that because he gave you the Holy Spirit who's in you and with you and guiding you and comforting you and encouraging you. Always. Some of our lives look a certain way because, man, we just kind of got things out of order. You know what I find in this season? Things can get out of order. You know, over this weekend, man, there's just things getting fed to you. Oh, man, you better buy it now. It is 30% it is off. You're going to save $16. Whoa. All this stuff coming across. I mean, everything that you're in, involved in this whole season. Hey, what do you want for Christmas? What are you going to get? And all that. It's celebrate. Great. All, all, all the things. Just don't let it become your it. Some of our, sometimes our, our it is ourself. I'm guilty of this a lot. I can be very selfish sometimes. In fact, I, I tested out on the Myers-Briggs, which is a personality test. You know what, what my personality likes? Nice things. Don't judge me. He created me this way, all right? <clears throat> I, li I, li I, I can be selfish sometimes. Want what I want when I want it. <clears throat> Man, if we can just 
Put him first. I know that sounds so simple today. But I'm willing to bet something else is in first place today in a lot of your lives. That's okay. Just exchange it. Just put him back. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.